from Wall Street to the White House. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. It's great to be with you. Join us during the week, Fox Business Network. The name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. And here you can live stream us on the Internet, LarryKudlowShow.com, LarryKudlowShow.com. You can hear us all across the country, throughout the world, and throughout the solar system. And more recently, we've seen terrific ratings from the Milky Way. I don't know what that is, but I think it's very important. It's not a candy bar. Anyway, let's talk stocks and the economy. That's the key point. We had a good week for stocks. Yesterday, particularly, Dow's up 700 points, and uh, the S&P up 87, even the NASDAQ up 264. Interest rates fell a lot this week across the board. Big declines in rates. Not the shortest rate, the three-month Treasury bill, because the Fed is bound and determined to keep jacking up their rates and closing down the money supply, which is already shrinking. But everything else went down. In fact, the 10-year note off 32 basis points all the way down to 355, probably a lot of that, because of a soft jobs number yesterday. And Republicans finally took over the House. Kevin McCarthy is the new speaker. Excuse me. And one interesting question here is the era of big government socialism coming to an end, which would be good for growth and the economy. So we have Michelle Girard, head of U.S. Uh, US markets, NetWest Markets, and Kenny Polcari, managing partner at Case Capital Advisors and um, chief strategist at Slate Stone Wealth. Good to see you. This is my gal, Michelle Girard. <laughs> I never see her. At least I can hear her voice. I've been in love with her for the last 40 years. <laughs> oh, Larry, it's a mutual admiration society. You know that. The great, the wide Cudlow circle. That's what this is all exactly. about. Exactly. All right, Michelle. So, uh, you know, from your economic standpoint, and you're pretty darn good at it, what do the job numbers tell you? What's the outlook for the economy in the new year? Well, you know, the jobs, the headline job report in number looked okay, obviously, right up 223,000. And it's, you know, pretty close to we've been running about 250,000 last three months. So it doesn't look like the, the pace of hiring has slowed. Although I will say when you, when you look a little deeper, in particular, the, the hours work numbers, which we know is sort of a leading indicator maybe of future employment, future hiring. Um, you know, those are, those were down again in December on top of a decline in November. You know, one of the things that, that concerns me is, you know, we've, firms are, are, are certainly low to, I think, lay off workers. Um, and we've talked about why that being a reason why maybe the number of people filing for unemployment benefits, the number of layoffs remains, you know, relatively low because firms don't want to shed workers that were so difficult to find. But what's happening is, is that, you know, they are seemingly cutting back on the hours that they're having them work. So I think that's a sign that things are, are perhaps cooling and that can be often a leading indicator from some, from slowing, uh, ahead on payrolls. And then, of course, you know, later um, in the morning yesterday, we had the ISM services numbers out, which were 
much weaker than expected. I think, you know, while the labor market is holding up, you are getting some signals. I think from other indicators this week, it, as I said, ISM suggesting the service uh, sectors are you know, kind of moving into contraction. Very disappointing car sales numbers. Again, another weaker number decline. We're down to 13 million um a little over 13 million in sales. You know, two months ago, we were over 15 million. So I think there is evidence of slowing. And the market rally is because the markets are hoping it will be a soft landing. They're confident, more confident. The Fed won't have to keep doing as much as maybe the Fed thinks they have to do. Um, but the question is, is, you know, will we achieve a soft landing or is it going to end up being something, uh, you know, something more concerning than what the markets are thinking about right now? You know, you got, uh, as you well know, uh, to follow up, you've got now a deeply inverted yield curve right. in the Treasury market. I mean, deeply inverted. Let me just look at this for a second because those rates came down some more. So I use the old New York Fed model, Michelle, the three-month bill, which is 458. The 10-year note is 355. So 100 basis points yep. inversion, yep. which is a lot. The uh, M2 money supply crashing the index of leading indicators plunging. Um, right. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I would take a soft landing, uh, but I don't know. Uh, I don't think we're going to achieve it. I mean, we've got a recession. It, it isn't a deep recession. We've got a contraction in GDP early next year of, you know, kind of between one and two percent mm. um, in the first half of the year. And for the whole year, you know, you're down about a half a percent. So it's not a deep uh, it's not a deep recession. But we, I, I don't you know, I, I think it I think it's going to be not as uh, smooth um, as, you know, or soft as, as people perhaps you know, will skate by with maybe even avoiding it. And I think, you know, the verdict is out. I think there's a lot of concern, particularly as we get into the second half of the year, uh, as, as, you know, consumer savings, which people have, you know, looked to as, as kind of bolstering spending, even in the face of some, some cooling in, in demand. I don't know. I think a lot of things could come together that I think it's going to just be a very choppy year for the markets, back and forth between, you know, hoping that, the, you know, the Fed can pause or, the Fed will actually be in a position to cut interest rates. That's really what's helping to bolster the market, I think, this expectation that we'll see a quick pivot um, over the course of 23 if we do end up in recession. And the question is, is whether or not the inflation numbers will be low enough to allow the Fed to do that. And I'm a little bit skeptical. I, I think the Fed is going to find it more difficult to, to lower interest rates, even in the face of the recession that we forecast. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Pocari, from most of these statements – the Fed is still licking its chops to keep raising rates and uh, destroy what's left of the economy. Yeah, I mean, we heard that from from a half a dozen of them uh, this week, right? Started with J.J. Powell and then Kashkari and then Esther George and then Ralph Bostick. Uh, they all reiterated the fact that there's more work to do and that rates need to go. Yeah, Kashkari said he saw another 100 basis points before he thinks we get to uh, we get to anything considered neutral. So it's a very mixed message, you know, that like the rally yesterday, which I thought was a little bit overdone. Um, but I think that was part of take back from what happened on Thursday when they actually smashed the market after the ADP report because it was a stronger number. Yesterday's number, while maybe it's a little bit weaker than where we've been, it was certainly stronger than what the estimate was. And unemployment went down mm. and wages and wages are actually softening, yet inflation is still at 7.1%. And so there's a dis disconnect for me in terms of 
the extent of that rally yesterday, right? Um, and I think that'll pull back. And I agree with with Michelle that um, you know, yes, I think we're in a recession, and uh, but I I don't see how we're going to get a soft landing. I just don't see how we're going to get a soft landing. I think it's going to get more difficult. Um, you know, the first I think the first four to five months of this year uh, is where we're going to see uh, most of the volatility and the difficulty, and then I think uh, it starts to stabilize. But you know. Let's see. You know, one thing is, uh, I know nobody believes this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I think the uh, final election of Kevin McCarthy and the swearing in of the new House. Now, that formally happened after the market closed, but the votes during the day, which showed McCarthy picking up steam and was going to win. I mean, I think the era of big government socialism, it may not come to an end, but I think it's going to really cripple Joe Biden's left-wing agenda. And I think that's bullish, okay? I think that's bullish. I, I don't think the Fed is bullish. Uh, I, I, don't, the, I mean, I don't know. The Fed hates wages. The Fed hates jobs. The Fed yeah. hates low unemployment. Neil Kashkari, by the way, whom I know, hasn't gotten one, one right since he came to the Federal Reserve Board. But that's not going to stop him from being a genius. He was a guy, I mean, right. he was one of the most outspoken, there is no inflation, it's transitory. Right. But let's put all that aside. We don't want to get too personal here, Michelle. Um, but the fact is, I just think there's a, always a political overlay to this. Like future policies, we will spend less, tax less, regulate less, hate fossil fuels less. I think that's bullish for stocks. Well, and I, and I hope that that I think just resolving it, because obviously the longer it it it, it you know, was drawn out. I, I mean, I was hearing people then worry about what is this even then set us up for, you know, in terms of the next presidential election. If the Republicans look like they can't get the act to get their act right. together, then does that, you know, and so to get this behind us so that, you know, there there is I, because all the things you talk about are positive. I don't think anybody has expectations for much to have happened on the fiscal front, you know, over these next two years. But of course, you know, the big question will be in, in 2024. And that's, you know, anything that looks like it can keep us on a path, exactly as you said, where we can, we can, not only are we going to be blocking, but, but is there a potential for actually a change in leadership that can, that can once again move us yes. into an environment? Yes. I think that's what's really important. You know, it's so interesting to me, the mainstream media, all the libs in the mainstream. Media. Oh, the Republicans can't get their act together. So it took them a week. It's called representative democracy. It's called open, transparent discussion and debate. And by the way, the uh, conservatives in the House made the whole story better. They made the whole story better. I mean, they're going to put in spending restraints and balanced budget efforts and three-fifths majority to raise taxes. Those are good things. Those are good. If it took them a week to do it, fine. Hundred years ago, it took them 133 ballots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In 1856, took them two months and 133 ballots. And I was kind of open to see that. Meanwhile, I mean, I was talking to John Katsimatidis on his radio show last night. Uh, John is our great owner and dear, dear friend. You know, uh, gridlock is good. Checks and balances, very bullish. And think of this, think of this. Uh, my pal Iris Stoll wrote a column. Um, you have a conservative Supreme Court and a Republican House. Now, that is, that's going to stop socialism. Yeah. Conservative yeah. Supreme Court, by the way, don't forget EPA versus uh, 
the state of West Virginia, and a, and a Republican. How, how bad can that be? How bad can that be? The, the well, one I, thing I, I'll say, though, oh, well, I just was going to say, um, and th- just coming back to the Fed, though, and you were talking about they hate, they hate unemployment, yeah. employment, they hate, but they, I mean, and this is being sort of, um, this isn't the right way to say it, but, but let's also face it, the ra- they, they will hate, <laughs> they will hate lower interest, uh, you know, lower market rates and higher stock prices because the easing in financial conditions obviously makes their job worse. So that's, you know, when you, I think that this, um, all this really, um, vocal Fed speak pushing back against anything while we have to still stay on the path. They aren't going to let the markets run too much in the near term because in their minds that easing in financial conditions will only, you know, make their job ultimately worse. So I I think that, you know, that's another thing that the Fed is is going to kind of push against, I think feels the need to push against any optimism that you see in the markets because uh, because they they think it will end up meaning that they end up having to do more. Well, he said that. He all but said yeah, that, I think, on exactly. Thursday, didn't it? When, when he said that, you know, basically he was telling everyone to calm down. Don't get so enthusiastic because if stock prices and bond prices keep going up, you know, they're going to have to get more aggressive. I mean, he they said it, which I was actually shocked at because I didn't know that became their, their mandate. But mm-hmm. um, but he actually, you know, they, they came out and said it, which I thought was very interesting. They probably, um, I, I will bet you uh, the senior board staff took a look at that 700-point rally and they were horrified. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Somebody out mm-hmm. there is increasing yeah, their right. wealth. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Right. And the unemployment rate down to three point five. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's just just a weird way to look at the world. I don't know how they, I don't know how they deal with that. Maybe they, yeah. they need meds over there. They need some good strong <laughs> meds. Anyway, we'll talk about the energy of the market. We got uh, economist Michelle Gerard of. Northwest, I'm sorry, NatWest Markets and Kenny Polcari of Case Capital Advisors and Slaystone Wealth. I'm Kudlow. More on the markets. Stick around, folks. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. I'm here talking stocks and the economy with Michelle Gerard of NatWest Markets and Ken Polcari of Case Capital Advisors and Slaystone Wealth. Uh, Kenny Polcari, what's the outlook for earnings? Profits are the mother's milk of stocks. They've got all these <laughs> gloomy, uh, you know, very gloomy. It's funny, the, I think it was Michelle, but I think both of you suggested a slump in the first half of the year. Of course, we've been in a slump, yeah. but whatever. Um, there was a well, big bank well, survey, everybody was saying the second half of the year. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I think earnings are going to, you know, are going to come down in 2023. We've seen it. We've already seen estimates start to come down. It's going to be interesting because this week kicks off, you know, the uh, the beauty pageant earnings season. The banks are going to start to report uh, this week. JP Morgan, all the big banks, and then we're going to start to hear what these CEOs and CFOs are predicting for the next four to six months out. Right, where are profit margins going? Where's the supply chain going? What's the impact of China or not? Um, and so what's and what's you know, what's the outlook for the U.S. economy? So, look, we know that Morgan Stanley thinks that earnings could potentially go for the S&P from 230, which is where they were they were originally, you know, down to as low as 180, which I think is a very dramatic cut in numbers, which calls for their S&P 3000 number, which I think is ridiculous. I don't think they go there. But I think, you know, if we find earnings somewhere around the 200 range uh, at the end of the year for 2023, S&P earnings around 200, 205, I think that's probably based on 
what we see now in terms of the economy, the slowdown, the pace at which it's going to slow down, right? Um, now, unless the Fed gets really dramatic, and here's the only thing I would have to say about that. 2023 is an off year, Larry, right? So if the Fed really wants to, if they really want to crush the economy and try to get rates down to uh, inflation down to 2%, this is the year to do it because 2024 is the presidential cycle. And they don't want to be crushing the economy then. They want to be stimulating and trying to get everyone to forget about the, the pain or difficulty in 2023. So I'm a little bit still on the fence about where which way I think the Fed is going to go. Are they going to remain aggressive and do that in 23 to try to force inflation down at 2%? But if they do, it's going to get ugly for stocks and it's going to get ugly for the economy. By the way, I, um, I, I don't actually think the Fed is that political. I just want to insert that. I mean, I I think it's bad enough they never get a forecast right, but I'm not sure politics gets in the way. Michelle, uh, Michelle Gerard, how low can rates go? Market rates, not the Fed funds rate, but you know, you got no, your ten year yeah. down to three and a half ish. This is, going? I think, I mean, even like Ken had sort of suggested, it, it all feels like we got a bit overdone um, last week, and and it look. We've got um, a very important report coming out this coming week with the CPI. As much as we focus on growth, I really continue to think inflation is going to be the key driver because inflation is ultimately yeah. going to be able to will determine what the Fed is or isn't able to do. Um, we've had a couple of good months where the CPI surprised on the low side. We actually have the December CPI coming in again on the lower side, lower than consensus. And, and if that happens, you know, then, then again, I think you can see this bias toward um, – Somewhat lower market yields, that 10 year note you were talking about. But I wouldn't, ch- I mean, we, I wouldn't be chasing yields. Uh, I don't, I, I actually lean against this because I, I do think it's the Fed is going to continue to try to verbally, you know, push back against these rallies in, in market rates, continuing right. to talk, um, continuing to talk tough. And again, a lot of this rally is based on an expectation that the Fed right. will be able to cut rates later this year. And, right. you know, while we have inflation coming down, I, I don't think we're going to get anywhere close to 2%, and I don't think right. the Fed is going to be able to, to kind of feed the market that rate cut it wants. Well, I think he basically, didn't he, he told everyone in, in the minutes, if anyone is in this, has this mind thought that we're cutting rates in 23, you better change that that narrative because we are not. I mean, he basically said that. He looks at the first rate cut to be in 2024. Right, exactly. The market, but that's not where the markets are. So th- this is where right, I think right. you continue to see, right, kind of that, that risk that um, right. the Fed is going to continue. And and let's face it, I mean, I think that, the, you know, we have seen inflation come down. Uh, it has come down even a bit more sharply than we expect the last couple of months. But the move from eight to four, I was saying, you know, we've been talking about, I think is a lot easier than the move from four to two. And you know, we may we may not see the continued progress, and at some point the market will have to rethink if we're not if we're we have the funds rate going up to four and a, uh, excuse me five and a quarter mm. and holding right. there all through the year, and that forecast right. would not be consistent with a three and a half percent ten year note. I think that right. it's interesting. I mean, I want the Fed to focus on prices, and I I would say this, uh, Michelle, if you remember our disciplines years ago. Uh, at Bear Stearns, you look at the CRB futures or the CRB index, it's basically been flat now for six months. All prices way down. In fact, down again this week. Uh, gold prices flat for the last six months. I mean, there is evidence that prices are stabilizing. It may take longer. I get that. Right. But it is interesting. 
And on that point, we will say Happy New Year. Michelle Gerard. Happy New Year. <laughs> Kenny Polcari. Thanks, year. kids. Appreciate it. Folks, stick around. We're going to do some money and politics on the other side of the break. We have Steve Moore and we have Liz Peek and we have a Republican Congress and a Republican Speaker. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. 